This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the manly Warthog Man Cave in the piney woods of north central Florida in the Mellon Law Studio. I've got him. I think I can get it all out in one sentence and protected by... Crime Prevention, CPSS.net, 24-7-365. There we go. And check out the mugshots. All right. And also, every once in a while, go over and get our link to Crime Stoppers. Uh, you can see what we're looking for, and you may ever want sometime want to use the con- Crime Stoppers tip line. Very helpful. Very helpful. And um, we, we got a Friday day here. We got a Friday call-in line open. Uh, the number should be appearing in the chat line if it already hasn't. And if you feel compelled to ask us some questions with my good buddy, co-host, really is the closest thing to a substitute for Ward Scott I can find. I don't know if he likes knowing that or not, but he subbed for me many, many a time. Uh, Tim Martin, who's got a brand new hat he's wearing. We're going to talk about it today. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, what's going to be going on in the future. So uh, we got Tim with us and uh, we are um, very thankful to our sponsors, of course. Please uh, patronize them at Style Cuts and on the spot and, uh, and through DTR, the places we got, and thank you for the donations. We really appreciate them. Uh, helps us keep you informed, believe it or not. So, um, yes, a lot has happened since you slept last night. You know, uh, I don't ever be able to put the show together practically until the morning because things happen overnight. But late last night, we had a regime change, and um, the Lachua County Republican Party, which was chaired last year by Ed Braddy, whom in my estimation, was the best mayor we ever had in the city of Gainesville, had been at the helm of the Republican Party for a while. And uh, now there's a, a, a new sheriff in town, so to speak, and that's Tim Martin. And Tim Martin is no stranger to you all. He has subbed for me on the show. He's also a commissioner in Newberry, and he's also been behind, uh, you know, looking into the possibility of Springs County. So he's very involved. I think it's going to be exciting to have him as the chair. I'm looking forward to... Uh, having him on the show to talk about what's going on with the Republican Party. And so we've got our phone lines open today. If you want to ask us questions, we'll be sure to grab them and talk to you about them. Um, Tim, you are, well, now you you, you you just seem a glutton for punishment. I mean, uh, I don't know how else to put it, man. <laughs> you can't stay away from the political arena. What's going on, brother? <laughs> uh, well, you know, first, first of all, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come in here and, and uh, talk a little bit about what people can expect moving forward. Uh, I had started at the beginning basically saying, look, Ed's done a great job. Uh, this is no reflection on Mr. Brady at all. I just wanted to kind of make myself available. And and maybe you're right. Maybe I am just a glutton for punishment. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it was, kind of, it was kind of on my heart and on my mind. So uh, I made myself available in the balance of the REC. Uh, felt Felt they wanted to get behind me and get behind some of the things that I was talking about. 
so, you know, Ed's still going to be here. He's still going to be around. Uh, we have a very cordial relationship, so uh, no ill wills there. I really kind of equated it to, hey, you know, you got two two quarterbacks vying for the starting position is really <laughs> what it boiled down to for me. So uh, my hat's off to Ed. He's, he's done a great job. We've made a lot of great strides over the last several years, uh, and uh, a good amount of the credit goes to him for sure. Well, it certainly is refreshing to have you there. I know you've been involved, too, as anybody who's been watching the show knows. And Ed's been involved uh, for quite a while. And I'm uh, very proud of um, the fact that the executive committee can um, endorse uh, open-mindedly new leadership and understand that it's uh, um, all there to be uh, selected by the community, if you will. And I'm sure you got all people behind you. So... Uh, you certainly got us behind you going forward, and we plan to uh, have you on the show on kind of a basis, uh, if you'd like, you know, uh, to keep us informed about what's going on with your vision, I guess I'd call it, because you will, as a leader, bring a vision, as you know, to what you think needs to be done here in this community. It's no secret that uh, the numbers are on the side of the Democrat Party uh, in terms of just registered voters, um, but there's some independents out there. I think you have good relations with those independents. And also, um, you, you're fully aware that the politics is a combat zone. It's uh, not a friendly theater of shake hands. And, you know, it, uh, it really gets down to, you know, can you win the, win the battle? And what are some of the things you want to uh, put on the um, front burner here as you go forward? Well, as I said uh, last night, there are really four things that I think that I want to focus on. And the first one was really doing uh, year-round consistent effort. It's very hard to stand up an operation just for the general election, for instance. And I think if we uh, took the balance of the year, spread out the workload a little bit, it will, number one, give more people an opportunity to plug in. But number two, it won't feel so manic where we're trying to just do everything in a short window at a short period of time, which can be very taxing from a volunteer standpoint. Uh, but I think we can focus uh, some of the that year on not only educational efforts, uh, but also working at maybe some of the city levels because there are city elections that go on at different periods throughout the year, which really kind of brings me to my second uh, initiative, I guess you could call it. And that really is standing up Republican clubs in the various cities around the county. It's a big county trying to get out uh, and racing around, uh, you know, from Gainesville to Newberry, Newberry to Waldo, Waldo to, to Hawthorne is very difficult. But if we can stand up Republican clubs as sort of a, uh, a subset out in some of the other areas that will build and grow the infrastructure, give people a better convenience to, to again, plug in and, also, I think that they might be able to spearhead an opportunity to get more conservatives and Republicans elected to all of these uh, these city councils. And one thing that uh, really kind of brought me to that point is what we have done in Newberry. Uh, we have really kind of went from a very adversarial relationship with the county uh, to one that is is kind of lukewarm and we get along on different issues. But you know, particularly during COVID, Newberry took a different stand. It gave uh, a little bit of motivation to some of these other cities to take a little bit more of a stand or a little bit more of a harder line, we could say, against what the county was doing. Uh, so as a coalition, the cities have an opportunity to 
sort of arrest or restrict a little bit of the county reach and what the county is trying to shove down our throats is what I had said last night. Uh, and create a little bit of a, uh, a speed bump or rumble strip of something about what some of the county is doing and trying to do, particularly in the outlying areas, whether it's the GMA or whether it was never putting single member districts on the, on the, on the ballot or anything like that. Uh, so I think that could help. And I think the city clubs can help spearhead some of that. Uh, the third point uh, was really just trying to make everything a little bit more uh, family friendly. Uh, we have a me- we have meetings. Um, they're not always, uh, you know, exactly family friendly, so to speak. But, you know, when you go to church on Sunday, adults go to one room, kids go to another room. And it doesn't have to be that the family is deciding whether to go to church or stay home. Well, if we can create some a similar atmosphere, and I'm not saying that we can, but if we can create a similar atmosphere and not have parents have to make that decision, and they can do both, uh, I think that could, you know, really put our brand as conservatives, as family-oriented out there as much as possible. And then the fourth thing was really a more deliberate effort of having a candidate mentorship program. A lot of people uh, who we aren't even aware of at the executive committee level wanting to run for office. And I think that's a little bit of a blind spot for us. If we can be a little bit more uh, deliberate in having a candidate mentorship program, whether it's education, whether it's infrastructure, uh, I'd really like to see us be able to try to do some more of that. And I think it will make for better candidates. I think it'll build the strength and really set a foundation. You know, one thing that I had heard uh, not too long ago was there's about 858 or so people moving to Florida every day right now uh, because of a lot of the governor's leadership over the last couple of years. Some of those people are going to land in Alachua County. And right. uh, heck, a lot of them are landing in Newberry for that matter. But, uh, you know, all those people, you'd have to think that some of them are conservative. Some of them share the same values as us. Uh, so what Latro County looks like right now may not be what it looks like in 10 years. And if we can take an opportunity here uh, in this growth phase of Florida to lay that foundation, I think it could pay, pay dividends for us uh, later down the road. But those well, are the four things. Yeah. Well, you've certainly done some thinking about it and well-organized. And uh, your presentation is right uh, – Clear and, and that means you've got a clear head on this. Let me ask you, um, uh, you know, the Democrats, uh, just to flip over there, they are really have been organized for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And um, they are very good at um, doing exactly what you're talking about is finding people to even, for example, to put in front of the county commission the other day in a special meeting where a, a guy, Callie Blunt, shows up. They they have several of these characters. They roll them out, you know, and just use them as a as a foil. Then Cornell can reply. Uh, you know, the whole thing is sort of dramatic, uh, political uh, theater. But it, yeah. and now today the guy gets his name in the paper. You see, blunt. It really has no credentials. Has you know has nothing special about him, and yet because he's there, and you know. I've heard the saying, I'm sure you have too, the world belongs to those who show up. You know, uh, they knew about that special meeting. We had, if you will, nobody there to go to the podium and say, hey, hold it, buddy. There's another side to this. You follow right. me? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I, I absolutely agree with you. I think we could do a little bit better uh, job at that. And part of that's going to be strategy. Part of that's going to be leadership and part of that's going to be the membership, uh, you know, stepping up. If you're, if, if you're, you know, a casual Republican, you're just registered as, as a Republican. You're one of the people who are just in the party. Well, within that circle, within that group is the executive committee that involves the precinct members and that sort of thing. Uh, so those are the folks who are able to vote on the business of the party, so to speak. But within that, there, within that circle, there's the executive board made up of the, the officers, the state committee man, state committee man, woman, and, uh, the state elected officers. But all of that needs to work in concert. And I think that we can get there. Uh, at, you know, with, with some, you know, very planned, very kind of orderly, uh, steps to get there. Again, it kind of goes back a little bit to what I was saying about trying to stand up everything. You're not going to just win elections in, uh, August during the primaries. You're not going to just win elections by working in November for the general. It really has to be a year round effort. And that's going to take a lot of hands on deck to really get that pulled off, but we can do it. We can do it. Well, you know, I'll tell you where uh, it's been done, and that's in Marion County. And when uh, we broadcast on the radio in the uh, Marion County once upon a time, and I was the guy that voice they heard, I was in Marion County quite a bit. They realized, boy, we're going to take advantage of this guy and, and get on his show and talk to people. And also, I learned who the, uh, the power brokers were there. And there was one lady, basically, who was in her 90s when I was, she probably has passed by now. But they said, you need to go talk to her. If it were not for that lady there, we would not be a Republican county. She set to work. And it took her about 20 years now, Tim. Yeah. You know, she said it was a Democrat county. And she she went to work and did a lot of what you're talking about. And those people that she had were loyal to her, had their responsibilities, knew what they were. Um, and they flipped that county over to where it was predominantly Republican. Of course, it was aided by a, um, a, they attracted businesses and those type of people. But you made a very good point. There are a lot of people coming to Florida every day. And a lot of them are going to come here. And a lot of them are not going to come as Democrats because they've been coming to a place they didn't want to be a Democrat. So we right. need to capture them. Right, yes. Uh, it, and we, we have to kind of almost think of ourselves like a store. Uh, and we have to offer multiple products. Um, you know, I want to be very deliberate about getting into some of the minority communities. I don't want to cede any ground at, at this point. And it's sort of the tack that I have taken uh, upon myself over the last uh, couple of years on some of these things. Uh, we have, you know, and I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to, you know, break my arm, pat myself on the back. Uh, but I have put in a lot of time and energy and right. resources into a lot of stuff that we've been doing around here and just, you know, with the help of a lot of other people, look at what we have just done in the last couple of years. We have really upset their apple cart and we have to take, because we're in the position that we are, we really have to take ownership of the victories and we have to really celebrate even the smallest victories that we get, whether it's, you know, getting a new volunteer to go speak. Uh, somewhere or just getting a new volunteer uh, to write a letter or make a phone call. Those little things, I'm telling you, from an activist standpoint, uh, they are very, 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 very important um, in 
one of the things that I also wanted to do, which was a little bit of kind of maybe a secondary priority, is I would love to have a volunteer appreciation uh, awards uh, event of sorts uh, towards the end of the year. A lot of this stuff is completely thankless. It's completely thankless work, and uh, all we ever get is appreciation and a thank you. I mean, heck, I- I'd love to take a volunteer of the year, give them fifteen hundred dollars, and send them on a vacation uh, with their family over in Saint Saint Augustine or down to Sarasota or something like that. Because, I mean, Lord, let's face it, we do this for our families, we do this for our businesses, our churches, you know, our husbands, our wives, and our kids. And you know, if we're going to be the party of family or we're going to be the party of values, we need to celebrate what is great about America and what has built this country and created the most successful. You know, we've got more billionaires in this country. We've got more millionaires, businesses. Uh, we have, you know, all kinds of things. And I want to be bold and I, I want to be 100% unapologetic. Well, you, you're speaking about walking the walk rather than just talking the talk. And I think you're really uh, creative and innovative here. And I know you'll, you'll push forward on those very things you're talking about. You know, it's um, you mentioned something that I thought uh, all along we also were not taking advantage of, and that's a speaker's bureau. Um, you know, there are a lot of things, uh, rotary clubs, this event, that event, they're looking for speakers. And uh, we don't have a stable of speakers, people who can go out. They don't necessarily have to talk. Uh, be an ad- I don't think we have to work it out, but you don't have to be trying to just sell the Republican Party. You're trying to sell them on the values you just talked about which then encapsulate the Republican Party. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and uh, there's a lot of different opportunities that I don't think have ever been harvested. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll put, I'll put that bug in your ear. Sure, it's kind of like, um, yeah, I, I was thinking fallow ground, but I'm not actually sure fallow is just unused or it's it's no good land. Uh, but, you know, I, I came to this decision to run off a lot of, not only self-evaluation, but looking out into the audience. We have a lot of individual great talents around this county. A lot of them are not even in that room on a monthly basis in the REC. But boy, if we can just get those talents moving in the right direction and singing the same song, working off the same sheet of music, we've, we're, we, you know, we're a party of a lot of individuals, uh, but at the end of the day, we need to present a united front. Uh, so let's get everybody as much as we can moving in the in the same direction, and boy, I think we'll get a real multiplier effect there, where one turns into ten, and ten you know becomes a hundred. Um, so you know, those are so, some of the things I'd I'd love to you know have as many people in the room. I've always said you know here in Newberry, we've got you know we got a lot of smart people in the room. We can figure anything out if we just put our minds to it and that sounds a little cliche, but you know, cliches develop for a reason, right? Because 99% of the time they're, they're true. Uh, so I, I want, you know, do, I, I want this to be, you know, the, Re- the Republican brand, bold, unapologetic. And I want them to be war- wondering what we're doing. I think if we can split, split their defense, if we can win the line of scrimmage, uh, there's victories to be had uh, there. And we need to celebrate those. That's where the volunteer program is going to go. Uh, I want to be internal uh, as well as external. I don't want anybody writing our script uh, but us. And 
we're going to do everything we can to do that, both print and digital. Uh, it's going to be a full court press, and I'm looking forward to it. Call-in line is available if you like to chat with us or ask Tim a question. Tim, is, in case you're just tuning in, is a newly elected chair of the Alachua County Republican Party. Call-in line is 352-707-9101. It's in the chat line, 352-707-9101. Uh, you'll be put in the waiting room for a second, then you'll be uh, patched in. So uh, this is a call-in Friday, and we happen to have a lot of things that you can ask about or suggest, or even identify yourself as a potential uh, part of what Tim is looking for. You know, each of you who watches this show or listens to this show uh, probably have something you can offer. And uh, but we see you only in a one sided way. We see you watching, but nobody ever gets back to you. And so maybe this will be the opportunity for you to uh, say, hey, here I am. If you need me, that sort of thing. Um, It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, One thing I want to plan a more lengthy uh, discussion about at some point. Tim, is we have been protesting the Democrats' use of ballot harvesting and early voting and all of that, and for right for good reason. It's mm-hmm. largely unaccountable, uh, but the Democrats have really got it down to a T. Uh, and there's much thought now being written by analyst people um, that suggests that maybe we need to start playing that game too, rather than fighting it. Um, let me just give you a couple statistics here um, that in Georgia that happened. This is in the Wall Street Journal. You may have seen it already. Um, the, uh, uh, some 1.9 million people in Georgia cast their ballot prior to Tuesday. And uh, Warnock won 64% of those voting absentee and 58% of those voting early. Now, Walker, on the other hand, had a good election day, which is a typical advocacy of the Republican Party is the point here. He won 57 percent of the vote on that one day. But turnout for the day was one point six million or 46 percent of the total vote. So just doing the business analysis of that, Tim, which I know you have a lot of ability to do. The thinking now is. We're not going to put the genie back in the bottle. I, they're not going to do away just, just because of the way that the river is flowing right now with this unaccountable type of thing, early voting and absent. But, OK, let's ramp up our partici- participation in it and beat them at it. And we haven't even plowed that ground yet to go back to your fallow ground world. Um, what do you think about that? I know you think uh, and I know you're open minded. Also suggest I don't know if you knew those numbers. Uh, no, I hadn't seen the numbers yet, uh, but it doesn't really surprise me, I guess. And uh, I think, you know, sometimes I feel like the Republican Party on the national level is a little slow to adapt or slow to adopt uh, on some of these things. And uh, the numbers sort of bear out that we have focused too much on the day of voting. Coupled with that, though, is the hesitancy, I think, on some people to trust the vote-by-mail option. I don't know what I don't know, but I certainly can see that there is opportunity there just based on the numbers. 
and we're not going to get rid of early voting. We're not going to get rid of vote by mail. So some of these efforts are a little bit of a fool's errand uh, to try to do those things. But, you know, if they're going to play the game, we need to be uh, we need to be showing up and we can't criticize them if we aren't showing up. We can't just sit down and say, well, uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to play. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Politics is not that you know that way anymore, and we have to figure it out uh, and and really attack that because, gosh, you know, we lead such a a customized lifestyle nowadays, right? And we have to make everything as convenient as possible. Uh, it's just good business. It, it, you could have a great, uh, you know, you could have a great restaurant, but. You know, McDonald's eventually went towards uh, the drive-through. You know, you've got to adapt. You've got to kind of see the landscape and look over the horizon and see what's coming at you. I think that's one thing that we've done pretty well in Newberry. You know, the board uh, of a city or a county or whatever—they're the visionaries. They're supposed to be at the front of the ship. Uh, looking out over the horizon and pointing us in a particular direction. You hire a CEO or you hire a, a city manager to steer the ship. They're back at the rudder making sure that you're going on a day-to-day basis where the board is pointing you. Uh, so we we need to embrace that. and We need to look out and, and be forethinking about what's ahead and making course corrections accordingly along the way and, and making those things. You know, last night I made the comment because somebody else brought this up to me. And, and I said, look, I said, the day of voting, we, we put a lot of time and energy to poll watching. You know, that's the day of. But, you know, if nobody's showing up there and they're already voted, what are we watching? We have to have people that are, are, are looking ahead of day of voting in all this pre-voting activity. And we've got to show up and we've got to do our best and we've got to play the game. The article makes the point that um, the Democrats used the whole month for the voting day, about 720 hours, uh, to mobilize early voters, whereas the Republicans used three days before Election Day, 72 hours, to mobilize their voters. And the math, as we're saying here uh, about data, uh, points to the uh, suggestion that the Republicans have to uh, rediscover arithmetic. And the conclusion is, you know, you need to get more voters voting early. Now, of course, there's a lot of disadvantage to this. We know this. But we know that uh, Fetterman, for example, in Pennsylvania, uh, I mean, I got the, the numbers on that somewhere. Uh, how many had already voted before he had a stroke? So the uh. debate yeah, here it is right here. Let me just sh- run this by before we take a break. Um, by the night of the debate with Fetterman and Oz, nearly half, Tim, of absentee ballots had already been returned. And nearly a quarter of all those ballots cast were via mail, and Fetterman won 78% of them. So the debate was, you know, there's a lot of thinking. Debates, what the heck are they good for? You know? Yeah, that's, yeah. The b- debate uh, at that point is pretty much a moot point, right? Yeah, and I mean, it has it, no it da- it, the data is out there. We have to go get it. I think we have it. Uh, we just need to be better at processing it. And there's always room for improvement. You know, you use a lot of football analogies. You can't practice you know, for the game the day before the game, and you can't 
practice the day of the game, right? <laughs> You've got to put the work in ahead of time. And I think that speaks to what I'm kind of parroting as far as this this year-round effort to try to make sure that we're doing those things over and over and over again. It's just going to be practice. You know, if we're doing this for the city of Alachua, we're doing this over in Newberry, we're doing this over in Hawthorne, we're just going to get better at it. We're going to have more practice at it. And that's going to pay dividends, and we're going to have a good ROI on that sort of thing. Those city clubs will help us spread the workload out and get buy-in and make it more convenient. So all of that, all of that's in the, in the pot, and we're mixing it up, and we're going to make something that tastes really good and that people are going to love to have. They're going to come uh, to what we have because we're going to be fun, we're going to be exciting, and we're going to be people who others want to be around and it's not it's not being fake, it's being genuine, but it's actually putting it out there as a brand for other people to see and buy in on. And, you know, one more thing about the analogy you just mentioned, one of the assignments I had when I was on the coaching staff was to scout the team we're playing next week. There you go. And, yeah. yeah, you know, exactly. Um, buddy, I would come back. It's kind of just before we go on a break, I'll tell you how that worked. I would go out, maybe another guy with me, another coach, and we would go to the next team's playing we would take all oh, well, reams of notes and observations, and uh, we would try to pick out where the strengths and weaknesses were and what they were doing in that. But then we had to bring that back. And because I was the, uh, the teacher, classroom teacher on the staff, if the role fell to me to make the presentation to the coaches on a Sunday, because uh, we, we'd go out and scout on Friday and then we'd come back and get together on Sunday, that was our rhythm. Right. And you have to go to the, and I have to give a report. And I'm telling you, buddy, it had to be dead on because if I was off and I analyzed it wrong and we developed a scheme and in, in, in re- reply to what I suggested, where they were going to run, then I got the, I got the, I got the blame. So <laughs> I got pretty good at, uh, by necessity, you know, of scouting what we were going to play. Now, of course, they're doing the same thing. They're scouting the scout. You know, <laughs> they're going to switch. But I'm, what my point is, we need to scout the opposition a lot better and know what they're doing. They tune in and watch this show, for example. You don't know they do, but I'm told all over the place they tune in and watch it to scout me and to scout what we're saying right now. So uh, that's another component. We're going to have to listen. We're going to be back in a minute. We're talking with the newly elected chair of the Lachlan County Republican Party, whom you know previously to now the uh, substitute for me, if there is such a thing. And. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to get a no. tease. I have to get a tease in. I have to get a tease in. <laughs> you know, just to have some fun here. Uh, at somebody else's expense always, right? <laughs> sure, sure. We'll be right back on the War Scott Files. We'll give you the weather report. We'll continue talking. we got the call-in line open. Don't be shy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you if you call us. You're right back on the War Scott Files. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. 
The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, R&R Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these poop. Oh, Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Help. Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. Welcome back to Ward Scott Files. We have Ward's weather report now. Thank you to uh, Lewis Oil. Wendell Lewis and Lewis Oil. And someday we'll have analysis about the folly of doing away with fossil fuel. Uh, you know, it's paradoxical because in order to generate electricity for the so-called electric car, it turns out, guess what? You're going to have to increase the energy supply from fossil fuel. Huh? I feel like I'm in some sort of madhouse, but that's the way it is. That's another talk. Right now, it's 56 degrees in the piney woods of north central Florida in God's country. We're having some fantastic weather right now. It'll be up to about 81 degrees. No, it is not the record. I think the record was 87 uh, once upon a time. But, you know, we're in the 80s in December and all the way almost to the middle of December. So uh, I'm just waiting for a reality check and must to wake up one morning with frost on the ground. But right now it's not there. Now, there are some interesting things going on elsewhere in the world. And one of the things I found interesting in my looking at news right day about weather is we well could have the first name storm in December in 15 years. And it's out in the Atlantic right now. It's a low pressure area. It's uh, over the south, south central North Atlantic Ocean. It's going to sit over warm water for about a week. It can take on tropical characteristics. I expect it to do that because the water is still warm there. Um, it is not right now uh, expected to do any significant damage to us, but it's going to strengthen. It's going to become probably an organized tropical depression as early as the middle of this next week. And uh, it's located over the central subtropical Atlantic, about 850 miles east-southeast of Bermuda. And right now, it's a broad area of disorganized showers and thunderstorms. So it could nevertheless uh, uh, develop, but probably not near any land masses. But the uh, spinoff from this, we could 
uh, have some sort of effect from that. Isn't that odd? It's so warm right now um, that uh, that is forming in this month. Um, some of the things that are happening elsewhere is storm, uh, we're going to spread some snow from Nebraska to Michigan. And I've been talking about how great the ski season is out in the mountains right now. So that's what we've got going on here in weather. We're dodging any kind of subtropical storm right now, thankfully. But there is possibly one that's going to be named out in the Atlantic that doesn't right now appear to have any uh, particular direct impact on the landmass. We're talking with uh, Tim Martin, who has been a longtime friend of the show and co-host once in a while here on the show very, very well, a Newberry City Commissioner, and now is the chair, newly elected last night uh, by the Republican Executive Committee, uh, the chair of the Republican Party for Alachua County. Uh, Tim, as I know, has a lot of energy and intensity and enthusiasm, passion and data and a whole bit. Um, So we've been asking uh, you to call us if you'd like. Uh, He's getting some text messages, which uh, I invite him in a moment to take up. Our uh, call-in line is 352-707-9101. So, Tim, what what have people been saying to you there on your end, sir? Uh, well, uh, lots of congratulations, uh, lots of just kind of let me know how I can help sort of messages, which is encouraging. I'm glad that those people are out there because as we talked about in the first half hour, uh, we're going to need a lot of folks on with hands on deck and we need everybody. Uh, we can't afford to lose anybody. Uh, so hopefully we can build an atmosphere where there's plenty of opportunity for people to plug into. Anybody got a specific concern anybody mentioned that we need to think about? Uh, I'm sure there is. I hadn't, let me, most of these are uh, more functional uh, than anything. I know the voter, you talked about the, we talked about the voter issues earlier. Uh, I've had that brought up uh, to me as well. Uh, People seem to be gravitating towards this idea of creating a little bit more family atmosphere. Even if we can't, even if we can't do it per se at the the meetings directly, uh, I'd love to see us putting on some actually more family oriented events. And this just kind of goes back to, Hey, let's have fun. You know, (laughs) Lloyd Bailey always says, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And I've really taken that to heart uh, ever since he talked with me about that. (laughs) And there really isn't any substitute. You know, politics isn't always fun for everybody. It's not as, fun for everybody as it is for me. Uh, but hey, if you can uh, go to the range with 15 or 20 guys and gals and just you know throw some lead downfield and just get a little bit of work in at the same time, hey, that's, uh, that's all right with me. And I think we can do a lot more of that. Well, you certainly bring a lot of experience to it because you've been a commissioner. You know how the, um, the kitchen, you know, works, by the way, you know, to use that analogy. And you've got to uh, very solid government right now there, I, I, you know, from city manager on up to you guys. And um, it seems that you, your, your mayor and all of you all uh, have got a good plan. How have you – let's shift over to that. What are some of yep. the things that you all have done in Newberry that really sort of are the foundation for what you're – I know you've learned some things there that you want to translate over to a larger – maybe not larger, but this new new platform – Sure. Talk to us about Newberry and how it's gotten organized so well. Uh, some of it's been deliberate. Uh, some of it's been happenstance and some of it's been just sheer pure luck. I think what's really been a focus or jumping off point has really been 
this idea of character community. You know, we had a couple of emergencies uh, that came our way with hurricanes, and we were able to uh, offer you know, shelter for people from other areas of the state. You know, you know what happened? People started making food at their home and bringing it to the shelter uh, to give to those people. Uh, dog food, cat food, all those, all those sorts of things have happened. Um, we have been, you know, focusing on some of the sports, uh, recreational type of things. And there's just sort of all these little spinoffs. I remember particularly, I was at a football game one time and the, uh, opposing team had a player that got really, really hurt ended up uh, going off uh, on uh, a stretcher in an ambulance. And, you know, the entire crowd was up. Uh, the, the entire team went over to the other side while they were – they almost kind of formed a line, uh, an ushering line, as the as the player was taken off. You can't replace that stuff. Uh, you know, our mayor, Marlowe, has really had this vision of creating the Christmas capital of Alachua County. If you drive down our downtown right now, it looks like a Hallmark movie. Uh, and that that's awesome. I think the parades help. I think you know, just trying as hard as we possibly can as we're growing to maintain the small town family values that what that draws people there. And I, the other thing I think from just a functional standpoint is we have we have worked so hard on just focusing on what those things are that government should be doing utilities roads water wastewater and we have rec department that's it that's all we focus on we have a staff of almost 80 people most of them are part time but we conduct our business as a commission in two meetings a month basically for a couple of hours because we're only focused on the things that we're supposed to be focused on. Not all the social engineering. We got rid of a lot of that stuff. When I first came on the commission about 10 years ago, uh, we had a lot of groups that were getting checks, for instance, out of the count, uh, out of the city coffers. We got rid of all of that. And every one of those groups are doing better now uh, that the private individuals are, having to take care of it. They're having to raise their own funds. They're having to raise their own volunteers for it. Uh, so I think that was really a great move. That was several years ago. Uh, we had some some change in uh, key people at the city. We replaced the city manager and we got Mike New. Uh, we replaced the fire chief uh, who was stealing from us. Uh, the rec director uh, stepped down when they kind of recognized that we weren't just empire building over there at the rec center. And there was a little bit of a, a cap there. So I think we, we tell the staff all the time, get us the good information, get us the right information and we'll make, we'll make the right decisions. And we've really kind of just stuck to that plan and it's worked well enough that, uh, you know, oftentimes we, we, since I've been in office, there's been one cycle where we didn't even have an election because nobody ran against the incumbents. I think that's, I think that's a good indication of kind of the work that we're doing. I think also uh, a heavy focus on transparency. We put so much content out, whether it's through social media, emails, um, you know, on the utility bills. We use every tool in our toolbox to create transparency 
that holds us accountable as elected officials. It holds the staff accountable and it makes people value what they're paying their money for. I think right now, you know, with the, with exception, of course, you know, Newberry could charge almost whatever they want in, in taxes if we laid out the plan of what it was going to be paying for. And I think that we have enough credibility within the community and we have enough community buy-in because we're all working together uh, to to do a lot of that stuff. And I think the ag tech, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm going too long-winded, but I think no, the ag ahead. tech. It's fascinating. Go yeah, ahead. The, ag, the ag tech visioning, uh, we just had a huge uh, event over at the IFAS Center uh, two, we, maybe the week before last, we had people from all over the country that were there or Zooming in. We had somebody from, I think it was Ottawa or Ontario, uh, that was Zooming in. All people looking at this visioning of the Ag Tech Park. Uh, so, you know, right people, right time, right talent in the room making the decision and a community that really buys into it. And I think in some way, shape, or form, those are also – that's become our brand, and that's become people that hopefully we're attracting here. I have been kind of criticized a little bit. I know what's going on in Gainesville. I keep a side eye over there because I know it has a downstream effect. That escapism from Gainesville is going to create people coming here to Newberry, and I have told people, look, I don't care if you come here, but this is who we are. Leave your – you know, extra yeah, <laughs> at, yeah, at the, yeah. at the, at the door. We don't want it. We, you know, you see these t-shirts don't uh, New York, my Florida. Well, Hey, don't, <laughs> don't, don't Gaines, don't Gainesville, my Newberry. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah, darn sure is. And, uh, you know, yeah, Newberry is going to grow. I mean, that would be from Jonesville to Newberry. That, that area, that area is, you know, really charming as can be. The road is beautiful and the growth is out that way. Um, but I think you're, you know, every once in a while the constellations line up and you have us. Uh, we had it for a while here uh, in Alachua when uh, uh, James Lewis was alive. James Lewis was a visionary commissioner, 40 year commissioner. And just that one commissioner is responsible basically for uh, most of the things that can happen now in Alachua. And by that I mean he saw the need to expand the city boundaries as far as we could. He saw mm-hmm. the need to provide infrastructure uh, yeah. as, as much as he could in anticipating uh, what would come. Uh, he mm-hmm. was really something. And he was another thing about him. Um, he would adapt. If he made a mistake, he would admit it and say, you know, I, I, I was wrong. You know, I heard you. Now I, I will go there. He was extremely light on his feet, if you will. He was yeah. very, and very quiet uh, as I knew him. That's James Lewis I knew yeah, that's so so important. One of my closing remarks last night was, hey, <laughs> I am not the answer. I'm going to make mistakes. I said, we are the answer, and we just need to provide that united front when we walk out of these doors, because outside those doors of that, you know, that meeting is the mission field. And we have to kind of have that have that mentality and be light on our feet and be able to adapt. And if we can uh, build an organization that has tools in the toolbox, people will be better equipped to be able to face those situations uh, when they, you know, happen into it at the grocery line or talking to the server at the restaurant or the guy on the other side of the pump, uh, you know, at the gas station. We, 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 we have a lot of opportunity 
Uh, not that I, we didn't before. I just, you know, I get very excited. I love, I love, I love the challenge. And I just, you know, I look at the people in the room and I just think, man, there is so much good to be had. And I just want to harvest it, you know, plant those seeds, keep watering and then exercise on it and just keep going, keep going and keep going because we have the right, we really have the right message. And you talk about the constellations align, you know, just look at the macro and the geopolitics where you have Biden uh, doing these things. We've got to be able to take advantage of that because when you have a tax on the family and a tax on the church and a tax on the businesses and a tax on the farmers, I mean, what better opportunity do we have that's before us than to say, hey, look, it doesn't have to be this way. We take so much for granted that it just, you know, we, we've kind of checked out and that's been deliberate. They've wanted us to check out, but hey, let's plug in now and, and really uh, make a go of it because now is a fantastic opportunity for us. I, I can't say it enough. Talking to Tim Martin, who is um, also, uh, you are well known for really pushing and looking into the feasibility of a Springs County, um, yeah. which really addresses the fact that, let's admit it, there's tremendous political opportunity, if you will, to have a strong voice among the communities on that side of the county, even with Archer. Sure. Um, and I know how dysfunctional Archer can be, but I know they're going to do a joint uh, program with you. Maybe we can talk about that in a moment in terms of water. Uh, that's very interesting. And then you've got High Springs and you've got Alachua. It's kind of like a crescent moon. And you can even yeah. go down to Micanopy. If yeah. all those could be swept together in a political coalition, right? and that, that involves networking with those city commission members in each one of those cities, nobody's done that. Right, right. If, if Springs County never happens, Ward, the best thing that has come out of it is it has forced the conversation. It has forced the conversation because we didn't have that communication uh, before. And I have already seen umpteen benefits uh, to the Springs County effort. And by no means am I giving up on that uh, at all. We've had several challenges this, this year on that front, and we're kind of trying to unwind some of those stuff kind of on the administrative level. Uh, but you're right, that coalition has created lots of conversations, uh, lots of opportunity, and it does really sort of maximize our individual uh, our individual strengths and minimize the the individual weaknesses uh, that we have because um, yeah just the just the the downstream conversations that have been forced because of the Springs County effort and the ten thousand plus <laughs> signatures that we have at this point uh, and for me for me here's a little vision casting thing get into my head a little bit. Springs County, in one package of solutions, fixes almost every problem that we try to individually fight at the county level. Georgia has half the people in twice the counties of Florida. Don't tell me that it can't be done. I've looked at the numbers, and I know that it can be done. Uh, but you take any individual issue that we sort of as conservatives fight in this county, 
every one of them, I would argue, is solved by a wholly separate, uh, a wholly separate county, because we have a chance to reset the table there. We're not. I am by no means wanting to replicate Alaska County at all. I want to uh, you know, really focus on the things that government is supposed to be focusing on. You have the city. Here's here's a perfect example. You have the city of Gainesville griping and complaining about, oh, this is a full-time job. This is a full-time job on part-time pay. You make it a full-time job because you get involved in all this other stuff that you shouldn't be focusing on. Again, look at our city in Newberry. We meet a couple of times a month for a few hours, and boom, we get everything done. That's that's the perfect way of doing it. We have a couple of extra meetings here and there for workshops, and uh, you know, budget season adds a couple of things to our plate. Uh, but, man, I mean, same thing with the county. They get involved in so much other stuff. They create all this work for themselves. You know, don't complain to me when you're, you know, the the cause of the problem. Uh, you know, this idea that now those city commissioners are basically going to be making about the same pay as a county commissioner. And this formula that they're talking about from the state, I, I've never even heard of it before. It just sounds like uh, justification to double their own pay. But. Uh, you know, they're they're kind of their own worst enemy, and I, I love seeing them fight. I, I don't care. I just kind of laugh laugh at it. Well, it certainly <laughs> is um, um, the blind leading the blind, if you will. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It, I think it, there's it, a very good analogy. Yeah, and they didn't give their staff any kind of raise at all uh, comparable to theirs. I, uh, they, they sort of thumbed their nose at the staff. but And the staff's in turmoil. Uh, key yep. positions are all interims. Uh, the financial uh, accountability is nobody can figure out what it is. And of course, we're going to have the, the effects of the boondoggle with us forever. And that's the uh, biomass plant and uh, mm-hmm. on and on and on. Um, I know that um, one of the things that has happened, I think, and I'll talk a little bit about this with you. You don't have your own police department, but Sheriff Watson has been very helpful. Has he not in establishing, um, so to speak, uh, a, a presence in Newberry? Yeah, he really has. And, you know, this sort of relationship started under Sadie Darnell. And honestly, that is even sort of a tangential conversation uh, from Springs County, uh, because at one point we were talking about a Tri-City Police Department. Uh, Newberry has money. High Springs had capacity. And Alachua County had it, or Alachua had its own nine one one, and it actually had its own jail. Uh, so that conversation was born out of those other conversations that we were having. And when we started looking at that, we even started looking at partnering with High Springs to provide uh, police to Newberry, and we we made some moves so that that could happen. And ultimately, what we ended up doing was putting ourselves in a position to, you know, bargain with the sheriff. Uh, so when it came to to Sheriff Darnell, we were able to broker a very good deal uh, with her. Uh, that has been extended under Clovis Watson. So what we have done is looking at the numbers to stand up our own police department. We were looking at probably close to $1.67 million when we first started this conversation. Now it's probably closer to $2 million dollars. Uh, and this is per year, excuse me, this is per year uh, of costs, hard costs into standing up our own police department. Well, we get service now through contract with 
the county sheriff's office where they put extra uh, deputies uh, in our town, and we're paying a little north of a million dollars for that. So that decision right there on an annual basis saves our citizens almost six, seven, eight hundred dollars a year just by doing that. And we're not assuming any liability. You know, as a former city manager, the liability factor of a police department would keep me up at night. I'll be honest. It would keep <laughs> me up at night yeah. uh, worrying, worrying about that. And we don't, we don't have to do it with the relationship that we have uh, with Sheriff Watson right now. Yeah. I think you, I, I think it's a very good point. And, uh, it's um, something that uh, is another ad- added benefit to being in Newberry, along with the fact that, as you know, the Rural Concerns uh, Committee worked behind the scenes really diligently to get the ag- uh, the ag IFA Center there in Newberry where it belongs and where Cindy Sanders does a great job with it. Uh, it's a perfect community for it. And, you know, there's one other kind of blessing that you don't have. I mean, I, I say – it can be a blessing, but it also can be a problem. You don't have the darn interstate going through your town. <laughs> well, this is, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, very I'm true. telling you, that brings, it brings some good things, but it brings a lot of chaos too. And, yeah, we don't, well, we don't have any overpasses for people to be sleeping under. <laughs> right, right. I don't think, I don't think we can top that. That probably is a pretty good place to close. We don't have any. <laughs> overpasses for people to be sleeping under. I like that. But well, we've been talking with the newly elected Alachua County uh, Republican Chair, Tim Martin, now who's also a Newberry City Commissioner and uh, very much involved in a lot of the things that we do here on the show. And we stay in touch with each other and, uh, and keep each other informed about issues that may be of interest to you and help you be a better community citizen and a a more enlightened voter, I guess. That's the way to say it, Tim. Anything before we sign off? Uh, One shameless plug. On-the-spot dry cleaners. That's right. That's right. Don't nothing shameless. I think Dawn's watching. On-the-spot dry cleaners. And if you want to get your ears set out, as my father used to always say, when you got a haircut, go get your ears set out. Go down and see David at Style Cuts uh, right down there around the corner from Bill Pinner Shoes. Hey, Great talking to you, and congratulations, Tim, and have a great weekend. Uh, We'll be in touch. Warthog Command Center out.